Yo, 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 it's the Village Idiot Podcast episode, I don't know what it is, I've had a few, because I've been waiting on Jeff, but that's okay, so it's gonna make it more exciting, um, yeah, it's Sunday afternoon, what's going on, Jeff? Nothing, I was actually just kind of tallying in my head how many we've been, been through it, you know, don't get to, don't really get nervous, not that I really got nervous ever, but... You definitely are less nervous when you have a couple libations, but we re- rarely ever indulge pregame during. But I'm pretty sure we we probably shouldn't because we tend to <laughs> go off on tangents without alcohol involved. And once you add that, your your thoughts get a little hazy to begin with. I know mine do. I don't we know. We kill too many brain cells to uh, <laughs> keep it on the straight and narrow with, with – uh, libations involved but it is a little more uh, a little more loosey-goosey and and there's probably some more some more uh verbal nasties that are dropped most most likely drunken sailor maybe we weren't that bad last week i don't think maybe i i don't know um last weekend i had just gotten into it so there's no telling once once you get fully started hey buddy what's up mike sweezy with a with an appearance Okay, call. see you later. Just but seemed yeah. real, real excited. But there really is, <laughs> you know, it's close to probably 20 shows. What'd you do, two before me, three, four before me, I think three? three, I, three? I, I couldn't tell you, to I be don't think it was quite many. honest. It was less than five. It's very sure. little. Yeah, we got to have We're on season two now. <laughs> we got to have anniversary shows, you know, it's like funny. milestone shows. It's funny how the pandemic just makes time seem so short. Like, like, I cause and transition professional transition here. Oh, the last large event that I went to, and I think that you went to, was uh, February fifteenth last year. But it's definitely my last Mm-mm. big event, and that was the Caleb Plant fight. Which no, we went to the Bears Titans game, but it's a good. No, w- when good when I chance. when I say large, I mean capacity. Like where it wasn't social distancing, yeah. so on and so forth. Granted, we, we did not. Actually, we did follow all the rules at the Bears Titans game because I will not be cast judgment upon. Yeah. But yeah, so the last full capacity thing we did was a Caleb Plant fight. It was fight. not full capacity, but they act like it was full capacity. Uh, they, they, they said it last, it last night, night yeah. that it was sold out. Yeah. The big, the huge, yeah. you know, somebody said something that. That I was reading either today or maybe it was on the broadcast, you know, like uh, that Caleb fights up to his competition. Um, and if anybody doesn't know, we're talking about Caleb Plant, um, local boxer. Uh, Ashland City stand up. IBF champion and fought last night. Um, but yeah, it's, it's Thanks, made Eric. to seem <laughs> like the fight we went to that we had four rows in every direction unfilled and we had about low teens to mid teens and they were all free tickets that we had acquired and And yet there was only about 5,000 people maybe there and they (laughs) acted like it was the biggest thing since last no 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 no. there was more than 5,000 it was it was packed for the seats they were selling no but it was only lower bowl at Bridgestone exactly Uh, so I think the seats that they opened up were sold out now where that comes into play is, uh-huh. that, well, that might be a business bought 25 of them or so on. Scalpers bought this, which 
is wild to think that scalpers are buying a young man from Ashland City's um, tickets. But I think, and, and where where my head goes, because I've rewatched that fight numerous times on television or on the YouTube, and it looks packed. And the energy's there when you watch it on TV. So I get what you're saying where it, it did not seem sold out at all. Um, it was not sold out at all, but it had more energy than... Oh, for sure. And, and I'll tell you this right now. We'll just head, jump yeah. right into it. Caleb Plant fought last night. Fought Caleb Truax, which is a top ten fighter, which is a mandatory. He's been taking a ton of shit. For <laughs> Depends on what algorithm <laughs> you use. Yeah. For, for uh, even taking the fight. Um, so, fought him last night in front of no fans in Los Angeles, which it's wild to me that that can even happen in Los Angeles considering their restrictions that you could even pull that off when even why would you do it like you could come here come to nashville and do minimal fans and still put up a better product um so it was so bad like the the how bad it was was the i saw the i was watching it this this morning on the treadmill and they were literally um Caleb Truax was with his trainer in the green room, which was just a basically a storage closet that they threw a rug, like a little <laughs> area rug down, like a fake fur area rug, and a couple chairs, and, and then it had a folding table. My former company, they had a folding like table. Yeah, <laughs> it was aw- it was an awful setup. And then did you see the entrances that they came down a staircase? Like I was for waiting entrances? for somebody to fall. <laughs> I was like. I've seen better stuff at like the local YMCA when they ha- host like a wrestling. I agree, know, like a wholeheartedly like WWF spinoff, you know, wrestling thing. And I'm I was very. They did have masks and uniforms that had everybody's initials. Somebody came through a merchandiser. And made all for all, even the prelims. Did you mm-hmm. notice that? Because I like, did. Whoa, these are pretty fancy for the prelim. And then but I now that Joey Spencer kid who fought in the prelims, he's a highly touted prospect. Yeah. So he's got some back. Right. But yeah, there was there was weird there was weird production costs where I was like, oh, that could have been expensive. And then I'm like, nah, there's only like five people. So how to outfit somebody's corner in, <laughs> you know, whatever monogrammed. New Age monograms uh, apparel. <laughs> but then I'm like, oh, maybe they could have just let them wear their own stuff and actually put a mural up on, you know, put a painting up on the uh, the brick. It was like a crumbling, you know. I like swear to God they were doing the Shrine like Church or something. Yeah. It, <laughs> was, it was like for the main event, it was like he was in the warming up in the loading dock. And I was like, what is going on? This is Fox. It's very uncomfortable. There's just, like, pipe and drape hanging everywhere. I mean, you know that the Fox robot budget has to be – it's just upkeep now. Like, they're, they're not dumping <laughs> the budget. Into <laughs> <laughs> Although they did do the anima- the animations this year, right? Remember the – they have the comic book? Yes. Like, like the, they you know, when they're did. announcing the, f- the, the starters, they have comic they book characters. They look like comic yeah. book yeah. Superheroes, superheroes or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, come on, Fox. I, I would expect more from them. But <laughs> if you're trying to bring boxing back, I mean, let's let's go all out here. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's not have pass it here and there. But they but – they 
Yo, it's Stu here. Uh, this episode is brought to you by our good friends at 312 Pizza. Uh, it's a Chicago-style pizza restaurant right in Germantown in downtown Nashville. Uh, we want you guys to give them some love, show them some love, order takeout, go in. They are at 50% capacity right now, just like every other restaurant in Nashville. But support small businesses, support 312 they're our good friends. They do. A, they got a great thing going on there. Everything's organic. Everything's homemade. It's some of the best food you're going to find in Nashville. Some of the most authentic Chicago-style dishes for our Chicago fans out there. So check them out, 312 Pizza. Enjoy the podcast. But they have invested so much into this PBC on Fox and what we've kind of talked off record is the more than likely with some of the ratings they're getting, they're kind of promoting Caleb as the great white hope, um, which I don't necessarily think that that's probably not a bad marketing move, but um, we also talked that we think that, he, you know, his style and some of his bravado and, you know, kind of his, his, uh, upbringing and there there isn't a lot of white collar boxers so maybe that mike lee that he destroyed was one of them but it it basically you know it it crosses different you know socioeconomic and cultural and racial divides that i feel like he's kind of every man's boxer somebody that they can get behind but to the point where brian kenny was saying and some of the promotional stuff that are, and uh, some of the stuff that I read that they were pumping this up promoting this fight during like the NFC championship game and stuff trying to get into a broader um, viewership which we'll see we'll see what the numbers were last night um, I think and we've talked about this who was a possible opponent you said Daniel Jacobs I said Triple G coming up trying to get that third and final match with at his age with Canelo um, I don't think that Caleb, I think maybe when we'll get into the fight probably as early as right now, but I think that that might have been a cop-out that his hand was broken so that he doesn't have to have any pressure to fight before September, although I thought he looked pretty rusty. So at that point, we should transition into the breakdown of the fight. But <laughs> It's funny because I agree with you totally that um... – I don't think he broke his hand, and, and it, I'm a big Caleb Plant guy, but the entire time he was telling the reporter he broke his hand, he was sitting there rubbing his hands and doing all kinds of things, and if you've broken your hand, you're probably not going to just put all kinds of pressure on it and stuff like that. Um, I don't think he should be... I, my my thing is, I think he probably was doing that because he didn't get the stoppage. Mm-hmm. Um, Caleb Truax is not a guy you're just going to stop. Never has been. Like He's from Minnesota. He runs in three degrees. He can take a punch. <laughs> like, at some point, you just have to look and say, well, they went 12 rounds, and the dude never really did any damage. I mean, he was hitting with some overhand rights. I do think there's a factor to the rust where where there's been a layoff for almost a year. Um, 
yeah, I don't think he was comfortable in there. And I, I, I think there's a factor with Caleb Plant too, where he's a performer and there weren't fans there. Mm-hmm. I think he likes being in front of the people. Uh, I think that had a big to do with it. I don't, you know, when you look at what happened last night around the boxing landscape, Andre Ward basically praised as it's one of the better performances recently. And, and I get that to an extent, too, but it wasn't what the people wanted to see. The problem is the people these days don't know shit about boxing because it's a dying sport. So they want to see knockouts, so on and so forth, because like your information that you get on boxing is all based on UFC, right? So you're like a new school combat sports guy. It's all based on, well, Conor McGregor knocks people out or get knocked out, so that's what should happen in boxing. No, there's an actual art to boxing. Like, you can you can box and be the best ever. Floyd Mayweather didn't knock people out towards the end of his career. At the start of his career, he took a lot of heat. He gave a lot of heat. He landed a lot of punches. But at the end of his career, he's a def- defensive boxer. He's the best to ever do it. So, at some point, that has to come into play, too. They keep saying he's ducking Benavidez, which is a fucking joke to me. <laughs> like, I don't understand how you lose your fight on the scales and with your nose and still want to be considered. <laughs> like, well, that's can, baffling. Look, Benavidez, we've talked about it, that it, he needs to go up. His, he's taller. He's You can tell he's pretty lanky for his for 168. Like, he just doesn't look... like doesn't seem like the right weight for him. But you also have to realize that he can't fight for the IBF belt if he even if he tried because they require a weigh-in the morning of the fight and he won't make if he can't make weight you know in other uh, boxing you know divisions or whatever he's not going to make the IBF to even fight Caleb Plant for the IBF belt because he you have to be what within 10 pounds of of weight you have to get weighed the morning of the fight. There has to be a, a re-weigh-in, and you have to be within, I believe, 10 pounds of 168. And that just doesn't seem like something that he's able to accomplish given his track record. So I don't know. I just think he – I love the skill of boxing. I love – I grew up Mike Tyson's punch-out. You had to do certain <laughs> things. I mean, look, that's where I fell in love with boxing. You had to do certain things to beat certain opponents. You had to be a well-versed, whatever is, what is it, Mac? Yeah, Mac. Mac was his name. And uh, you had to do different, you know, performances. You had to beat, you know, there was the, the little trash talk. Remember the, like, Piston Honda had something like float like a butterfly, you know, whatever. It was like, it mm-hmm. was something on... Muhammad Ali and King by the Kim, way, what a King sweet Kimbo name. That, <laughs> Honda, yeah. But they had, oh yeah, they they were not that was not a PC uh, video game by <laughs> any stretch of the imagination. However, you had to to beat Soda Popinski, you know, you had to do one thing. Like there were certain things that you had to do, but you had to be well versed. You couldn't be a one trick pony to win Mike Tyson's punch out. And that's what I feel like is that enamors me. That's what I love about boxing is not the brawn as much as the skill. And, you know, to see 
I don't think that I think he's you know he's like certain basketball or football teams he plays down to his competition he fights down to his competition and he raises his, his level although that is the knock on him to his competition and it will be very fascinating to see how much he moves how much he dances when he fights you know Canelo because it's basically I think it's pretty much a done deal unless Canelo you know takes a rogue punch and yeah but, to one of these well Canelo's already signed up well it seems like he signed up for Billy Joe in May so that leaves Caleb off till September but if I'm Caleb, the way I looked last night, I might want to get in. So I might want to get some uh, iron sharpens iron going there. So I don't know who that ends up with. Um, he's not going to fight Benavidez. No. Benavidez a fat cokehead. You know, uh, when I release this, I'll probably tag him so he knows I said it because me and him are like the same fatness now. I just don't do as much cocaine as him. So, so um, I just don't really care what he has to say about things. And I, I don't think I don't think you should deserve a shot at the title. Like you've lost it with your nose and you you've lost it on the scales. But like it's it's have, crazy no one to, to me. blame but himself. Yeah, and, but it, like even bo- that and that's what's screwed up about boxing is even the fan base is just a bunch of morons <laughs> like they're like well david should get another shot why why you didn't give albert bell 19 shots <laughs> like, like what are we talking about yeah there there definitely is it's it's a it's a tough proposition you know it's rocking a hard place there do you take another powder puff when he's done three powder puffs or you or is like you like say it's three tomato cans in a row mike lee feigen boots <laughs> and caleb truex are washed up but which i don't think was necessarily a tomato can he was a top yeah, 10 fighter up. yeah but if you call him that then you have to fuck with their rankings and say well then he won a top 10 fight they don't even have first and second he was the third ranked they can't be right on First one and side and be wrong vacated. on one. But they, but you have to realize that that they're the IBF versus the WBO versus the WBC. They're all it's all political and guys rarely well, yeah, ever are ranked crooked. In, in three different divisions. It's the reason why there is five different divisions. It's about money. So somebody just because Caleb Truax had the title four years ago or three years ago is the reason why he got this fight. He got a no contest and he got. You know, had heat exhaustion or whatever. Kids, kid, like chocolate. Had, yeah, he had no business getting a title fight. Neither did Fagin Boots, and neither did Mike Lee. So <laughs> let's just put this all to bed. He can. Mike Lee's a stud. To me, I'm totally in agreement with you. But there is no. Who do you fight? Who do you fight? The knockout artist? Do you fight the? He said he wants. No, to he's gonna fight. fight a Charlo. Isn't there an? Isn't there like an IBO? The Charlo. That's not. That's too dangerous. Triple G. I don't think it's that comes, dangerous. Anybody comes up, <laughs> um, you know, like there's nobody to fight. Daniel Jacobs would be uh, too dangerous. I don't think Anthony so. Anthony Durrell would even be too dangerous. I don't think so. I mean that that would be the only thing that would Daniel Jacobs or Anthony Durrell would be the only fight he could take that he wouldn't be chastised for taking. You know, if he's gonna, if 
fight. I think Danny Jacobs is. I, I don't I don't think Darrell, I think he'd still catch shit for that. Like I, I don't know. Yeah, there's none of those he's, guys deserve title fights either. He's living in like a weird space that I don't know if anybody's ever really been there before. <laughs> like, it, it, it's very funky because the dude still only has 21 professional fights. Like he's not. So it's all the PBC and the IBF. They got him a belt because they see some astounding potential, right? But I think they might have did that too early. early. I think you might have come back at 26 and 27 fights. And then that's when you say, okay, we got our guy. Let it let him keep fight because you're you're not fighting tomato cans if you don't have a belt. They're only a tomato yes. can if you have the belt. Right. If you don't have the belt, it's just like, yeah, they might pick you off. But so so I think the PBC and Al Heyman put him in a real screwed up position. Al Heyman would never admit that. And I don't blame him because Al Heyman's Doesn't, super successful. It almost but, feels like and they say that he's such a boxing historian and that he's so you know, in tune with the history of boxing, that he wants like a perfect record going into the he fight absolutely does Canelo, and he wants to be. I don't think he just wants to unify. I think he wants to be the best pound for pound mm-hmm. boxer, but he can't do that if he keeps fighting real opponents because somebody he's gonna walk into a haymaker. I mean, yeah, he keeps couple, that left hand right yeah, at his I knee. Mean, he's got that kickboxing, yeah, you know, weird. <laughs> It's, it's tough, gonna, man. He's going to, like, he got hit a couple times. He and did. Look, he's from Ashton City. Uh, Which Ashton means he can City, take a few. He can take a few. Like, <laughs> scrums, I'm sure. But still, you get, and at 168, you're kind of right at the cusp of, you know, you go up, you go up a little bit, but these guys, when they fight, are 175, 178. You can get you can get knocked out. Now, now, what was by a rogue punch at that at that? What was the vibe here in the best in the best restaurant in Cheatham County? The most amazing cheesesteak in Cheatham County. I'm looking at Mike Sweezy right now when I say this, and I'm not wrong. One day I'm going to get you on here to talk about how good the cheesesteaks are and about your spot. But like, I what was that, that he's already gone well above the threshold that that we what that we possess? This is live action now. <laughs> I think he's been on on the uh, one hundred four five the zone and yeah, but those guys are idiots. Or whatever. Are you? Those I guys like, are. I actually like those guys a lot better. Yeah. Than, Did you than see like the three HL guys? Yeah, they were. He was on. Yeah, they left. When They're they, now without kick. They left. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, they Clay left Travis. drive time uh, last week. So yeah, I don't know that. But yeah, yeah they, actually, Clay Travis, douchebag, came people, in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah he knows the stuff. I tell you what, though. No, he done. The, the people are. I don't know how they lucked into this, but they actually have fairly, very competent sports radio shows in Nashville. In comparison. I used to hate the majority of the shows back in Chicago. Kidding. So they were they were garbage. It was the score and ESPN 1000. And above, you know, apart from my guy, Dan McNeil, that always used to get in trouble for what he, what came out of his mouth, the non-PC, you know, 
things that he spewed um and he gets suspended and kicked off shows and fired and then he get rehired and whatever but there there's not a lot of intelligent things that go on the airwaves up up there and that's seven times the populace you know no i i believe it and and, uh coming up from atlanta where a lot of good well you're from a giant metropolitan city too like i i was you know i'm big sports talk radio guy it was i was very impressed by what they put forth here because i was not just to be perfectly transparent i was not expecting much and and they do a good job here and Based on the local, minus Blaine the local Bishop, case. minus Blaine Bishop, and if you ever stumble across this, Blaine, I said it. You stink on radio. I said it here first. So, um, but what was the vibe here? And, and Sweezy's last it was night. Terrible. There wasn't. There was nothing really. There's a few people watching it on either side, and that was about it. But they they didn't understand. Like they have a hometown. I think there's a disconnect. I think that the the divide it grows, and it it said it last night, fighting out of Nashville, Tennessee. I think there's the is that the sport though? The hometown honeymoon's over. I don't know. Is that the sport though? Oh, like where the support the sport because I've I heard the the hometown of Caleb Truex thrown out a couple times, maybe in like the leading up to it and the and the uh, you know the the one hour documentary or whatever if you're a ufc fighter from uh cheatham county we pleasant view from crystal lake illinois but i'm saying like if you're say, yeah what what lake, the though. fuck what's the guy's name uh there's still one now curtis blades i think but if you're uh, a he ufc not? fighter he's from somewhere in illinois i think he's from one of those suburbs like crystal lake oh clay clay guido is the guy that Oh yeah, that guy's insane. I know that guy. <laughs> I know. That guy's on my bar. That guy's on edge yeah. all the time. Like, but but if you're a UFC fighter from Pleasant View and your fights on Saturday night, what's oh, a bar look like? Oh, we would have had to, to have, the gills, right? We would have had to have four beer tubs <laughs> and maybe the auxiliary bar showed up. We probably would have had if there's forty five hundred people in this town, we probably would have had 4,000 people attempting to watch that, I would think. Yeah, so... so Everybody it's, from the county would have been here. It's that's, a testament to the disparity between... Uh, boxing's kind of a dying... Yeah, but I'm telling you, there's there's a weird, unspoken... I think it's got a chance. There was... We, we've talked about it. There was a lot of people in Ty Tomlin's shirts in Nashville, and there was not a lot in... Caleb Plant, you know, shirts for sure. And I, I think it's the same thing, and I think it's getting worse. And I don't know the details of it, and I'm not from here, and I didn't grow up here, and I don't know everybody involved, and I don't. Uh, I mean, I just know that he's a good fighter, and I enjoy boxing. I enjoy watching boxing. I'd love for him to step into some more overhand rights. I would love for him to put more combinations together. You can see the guy literally hang horizontal did you see that in the in the pre-match hype yeah yeah he's like a gymnast he's a gymnast (laughs) his abs are that strong and his upper body is that strong that he can hang horizontally like a gymnast and yet he did it in one he likes the, the last he likes to hear 
the blocks the last 10 seconds he tried to put them away with a flurry at one in one of the rounds towards the end i was trying to rewatch it to go back I think it was yeah no i know exactly what you're talking about they're the saying get him on the ropes and just start and laying just, in and he just started but he was just peppering him with not enough to put him out um but i'd love for him to step into some more rights i know it's this weird kickboxing background and kind of his stance and it's a very defensive uh fighter and defensive stance where he doesn't like to step into too many punches, but I just don't think he knocks enough guys out. I don't. Do, can you beat Canelo going the distance? That's where I think he can pick him off. I think he can outbox Canelo, mm-hmm. yeah, like with his skills. But I don't know if he doesn't get just lights off, <laughs> lights out. You know that that's the thing. Do I think he's probably a better technical boxer than Canelo? It's probably catch a lot of shit for this, but actually I won't because nobody watches boxing, especially the fucking 32 people who listen to this. So so actually might be down to 25 after this one. But um, no, I think he's probably a better boxer. When you talk about the sweet science, unquote, and all that, he's probably better. But that power that Canelo has, he drops one on the chin. That's ugly, dude. <laughs> like, that's scary. But do I think he gives a better fight for Canelo than anybody oh, else? There, There's no question. And don't you think we're waiting for fans for that, too? I think that's the whole that's reason. Gotta be, that's got to be a Vegas I think fight. that's the reason they ain't fought yet yeah. is because of that. I, really I don't think, even think really it lands think. in Vegas. I think it lands in Texas. Yeah, maybe. Because you have the Tennessee, Mexico, the whole deal. Like, I think that might actually bring out some stuff. But I don't know. I think it might actually bring out the celebrity surprised well we'll see we got to leave that alone yeah. because like i said we don't have many listen listeners to give up so let's move on to we got about eight minutes nine minutes so let's move on to super bowl next week who do you like <laughs> i don't know i don't i really i want to say that kansas city should spank them but I really didn't see them handling the Packers like they did. I don't necessarily see them handling the Saints like they did. I hate Tom Brady. I've been over this at nauseum. I hate his style. I love the fact that he might have reinvented some of his youth with Bruce Arians where he throws more deep balls and he gives him more shots. Like I haven't seen it since the glory years, maybe like the 50 touchdown in that, you know, 2006 you know like 2008 but it's it's a lot more fun to watch him throw little you know rainbows to scotty miller or whatever his name is you know running under him but i don't know it's i think i'm actually maybe gonna put three and a half maybe some tampa bay action i don't know money i find it really hard to bet against tampa bay because of Tom Brady, right? You can't go against Tom Brady in a Super Bowl. <laughs> well, yeah. c- come over here, Mike. Come on. Okay, you can, you can spare thirty seconds. You can to give me your pick. Your six. This six. And I three. want your pick. Chiefs. Chiefs. Here, here we go. Here we go. Mike Sweezy. Mike Sweezy. Give me your pick. Chiefs. 
Chiefs. That was the most anticlimactic thing ever. <laughs> so yeah, but but where I don't go against Mahomes. It's I would like to. I don't know who to pick. <laughs> you got fucking Mahomes, who might be the most talented guy ever to do it. Brady, who's the biggest winner, who's. Like, what do you do about it? But we said, <laughs> okay, so if he loses this, he has now had as many Super Bowls as LeBron has had NBA Finals appearances. LeBron's a bitch. We both said that if LeBron, <laughs> that it didn't matter if LeBron won or lost the last one. That didn't matter because it, it didn't count and yeah, it wasn't good enough because yeah. they were playing a substandard opponent mm-hmm. and it was COVID and it wasn't a real season or whatever. So now Tom Brady could go six and four. LeBron's four and six now, but Tom Brady could go six and four with a loss, which could be would be a good loss in my books. But it does it does it tarnish his reputation? Is what I'm saying. His legacy. No, no, because why is it why is it different? The NFL still because has it's fans. Four and six for six and four. The bubble did not have fans. There's no fans. I mean, that's there's no fans all Bullshit, year. Bullshit! It's they're playing in Tampa. He's playing in his home field. What are you talking about? No fans. There's going to be about 17. There's no fans. They got a fucking pirate ship in there. There's no fans. Nobody's a Tampa (laughs) Bay Buccaneers fan. Have you ever met anyone that's a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan? I've never met. And they're wild. I've met Miami (laughs) Dolphins fans. I have met a couple Jacksonville Jaguars fans that became Jacksonville Jaguars fans because it was, they were like, I wanted to be it because no one, I've never heard of it. Just like uh, Happy Gilmore when he's or Billy Madison when he's drawing, a, I drew a blue duck because I never seen a blue duck and I I heard that <laughs> I wanted to see what a blue duck looked like. So they were like, "I'm a Jacksonville Jaguars fan because I hated my home team. They pissed me off, and I'd never heard of a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, so I became one. But I've never <laughs> heard of one single Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans, and I've gotten around pretty good, including I don't even think that the coach Bruce Arians. <laughs> Bruce Arians is a shit show great <laughs> no he's a he's a fun guy he's a, he's a shit guy. show though how and here so who do you like who do you like just say it real quick because i have we got I don't know. I'm we got a hard out here <laughs> well i mean i really i said i really like this game i think it's gonna be a shootout i i still think that yeah obviously kansas is a better team but i i don't know I'm starting to believe that, you know, you're a buying bit in of the magic. I don't know though, because I mean, this would be this would take a hit on the the real goat, the goat of all goats, Mr. Michael Jeffrey Jordan, who said something great, which I will bring up in a second. <laughs> that would be seven and three versus six and zero. Oh. Here, here's the deal: seven though. and three versus six and zero. Oh. I think that Tom Brady is the goat of cryogenic chambers. You know, like he is the goat of longevity. He is the goat of keeping your body in the best, you know, whatever physical shape. And he is the smartest, you know, athlete I've ever seen that given his God given talent, his physical attributes, I feel like he does more with less than anybody I've ever seen. Does that make sense? Oh, it do. He it wasn't does. blessed with anything. No, I so told you. Hurt. I look at the picture every morning when I wake yeah. up. So <laughs> so creepy. I don't. Know. But <laughs> I don't want to ever make a visual of that. But keep going. No, but but that's a, so we literally like we got a hard out now because we've had some technical difficulties. Um, 
I don't care about the heart out. What do we, what no, we no. It's legit. Like they're gonna stop us. Oh, they're gonna stop us. Okay. <laughs> so, so uh, what, but we have three minutes. So Aaron Rodgers to the Bears. What do we think? That's not happening, and I don't think it should happen. <laughs> I don't think anything will happen. They were. Would saying, you take him? Would I take him? I told I'd people, fucking take him. I take him. I told people. <laughs> told people I'd take. I would have taken Fabre. I would have took it. Be I don't want. I, actually, I don't want. I'm, I don't want him, but I will take him. I won't say I'm not gonna. I think that builds him up I'm, in my perspective. That he'd be willing to come to the Bears. That would mean like he hates them that much. Uh, I don't so know. that that's it's where more, my it more says is. how sad it is that we would actually pursue. Him. Apparently, we pursued Matthew Stafford as well. But getting back to it, I think. I don't know. I think I'm. I'm gonna play the play the Bucks, maybe play the Bucks actually to win. But I think it's gonna be an entertaining game, much like it was against the Falcons, much like most Tom Brady Super Bowls are. Most Tom Brady Super Bowls are thoroughly entertaining. Um and I I believe that we've gotten one of the better products that we could get for this. Uh I just don't know. I don't know if we're if we're judged LeBron too hard, but he's only won four. He's got a losing record. But Tom Brady at six and four, we're gonna praise him for just getting there. So that's that's where I'm like, all right, are we having a double standard here. But what Michael uh, said was somebody asked him how uh how bad they would lose his uh you know, ninety six bowls or something would lose to the Lakers. And he's like, uh or what what would happen? And he said we'd lose two or three by two or three. And I said they said, well, why do you say that? And he goes, well, because we're almost 60 now, some of us. <laughs> <laughs> and no. that's why he's the goat of all goats. He is. He is. And that's a good goats. place to stop. <laughs> Hopefully it comes out right. I don't know if it will. So, uh, yeah, this is a Village Idiot podcast. One day we're going get, to get this shit sure up. <laughs> we thought we did. We might have failed. It might be the best product we ever put out, though. So, uh yeah, check out the Village Idiot podcast. It's it, definitely the least talking points we've ever <laughs> talked about. Yeah, we made it through two talking, two talking points. points. So yeah, y'all check us out. Subscribe, like all that bullshit. Join um, the guy from the Netherlands. <laughs> yeah, that Norway. one guy from, from the Norway Netherlands. That Deutschman. <laughs> y'all have a good evening. All right, later.